So that's part of why we're getting such phenomenal growth, both from population, but also rent growth. It's still an affordable market. So that individual might have said he was buying when it was 50,000 unit. Those rents were half of what they are today, yet we're still an affordable market even after the explosive rent growth we've seen over the last five to 10 years. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth season of Ready to Scale. I'm your host, Ellie Perlman. Real estate investing is not rocket science, but it's not a fairy tale either. It's an incredible investment vehicle that builds and grows wealth. I have done it, and this is why so many of the wealthiest people in America and in the world actually invest in real estate as well. Listen in every week to learn about all the different real estate asset classes, which strategies experienced and successful investors use to live their best lives and the processes to do it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just listen in every week to grow your knowledge along with me and to move your finances to a place where you can live an extraordinary life. This show is sponsored by my company, Blue Lake Capital, where we help passive investors grow their wealth through large multifamily investments and funds. To learn more about my company and invest in with me, visit www.bluelake-capital.com. Welcome to Ready to Scale Season 4. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm Ellie from Blue Lake, and today I'm here with Kevin Geiger from CBRE. We're here in Atlanta, and we're here to talk about the market and um, you know, all the market dynamics and all the changes that we've been seeing recently. Of course, for the last two years, it's been driven because the low cost of debt was just incredible. Consequently, we also had phenomenal rent growth and population growth and job growth coming out of the pandemic. We knew that based on historical numbers, that was not sustainable in perpetuity. However, we are still seeing good rent growth. The prospects for growth remain quite large. As I mentioned earlier to someone, the National Multi-Housing Conference has stated we're going to need 4.3 million housing units by 2035, and construction is not keeping up with demand at all. So Kevin, how do you think the financing markets are impacting investors and their appetite to invest in real estate and in multifamily specifically today? Well, we've seen a slowdown in available properties. That's no secret. However, as you've seen in, in your history and as I've seen over the last several decades, the savviest investors invest when the market's dislocated. You have a lot of the institutional players sitting on the sidelines. So you make money when you buy just as easily as you do when you sell. So we're seeing tremendous investor demand. It's just unfortunately the product's not there. And again, as we stated earlier, we still see really good rent growth. Lease trade out reports 15 to 18% is not uncommon today. However, there's just a lack of product in the market. A lot of the sellers are used to selling at these very low cap rates that they've experienced over the last two years. So when you look historically speaking, we're at cap rates that we were seeing pre-COVID, yet we have growth that far outpaces what we saw in 2019 and 2018 and 2019. So cap rates in the four and a half to five cap rate range is very common and that's really a normal market based on historical perspective. We're seeing, well, in Atlanta particularly, and in many of the Sunbelt markets, but more specifically to Atlanta, the diversity of the job growth is incredible. A lot of high-tech companies moving in, such as Google and others. 
that the press has written plenty about. But we're also seeing job growth numbers that we've never experienced, certainly in my career. You're talking about 150,000 new jobs in Metro Atlanta this year. That is, when you compare to historical of about 50 to 80,000 new jobs, I mean, that's just an incredible number. Meanwhile, you have a booming population with 117 people moving into the city every year. Yeah, and I think with the affordability still being a painful subject for many uh, you know, people in the U.S., tenants, people are looking to move to markets where they can afford maybe a you know, slightly bigger apartment, better areas, and so they basically move to where companies move to. And companies are also looking for tax breaks. So there is movement from markets, from expensive markets like California, and also New York to markets like Atlanta that still has a lot to offer in terms of affordability, but also you have quality of life that you can't really find, at least not for the same amount of money you spend every month in other markets. And so it's a very interesting dynamic because we definitely see the demand drivers that are just getting stronger and stronger in Atlanta and it's not stopping and it's it's just improving and, and growing every quarter, every month. And we're looking at the numbers and we all come to the same conclusion because we are trying to understand if we still want to buy, you know, in a certain market, if it's going to be a good market this year, next year. And we always come back to the numbers and to the data that shows that there's tremendous growth and tremendous demand in Atlanta. And I think that's, you know, it's a really fantastic market. And I was speaking with a colleague sponsor probably two and a half years ago. And when he heard how much we're paying, you know, per unit, he said, I would never buy anything in Atlanta. I remember when you know, I used to pay $50,000 a door. You guys are crazy. You're buying it at $100,000. Well, you know, we saw the numbers and we saw the demand and we were able to, you know, sell at a much higher price. And so getting 20 to 45, 40% IRR is phenomenal. And so if you're not limiting yourself to how things were 10 years ago and you're looking not on the past but looking towards the future and you see the growth, you see the demand, I think there's still a lot of runway in Atlanta. There absolutely is and you raised a couple of really good points. One is the business climate here, very pro-business. I think you see a lot of migration from some of the west coast states with business moving here. Likewise, individuals are moving here because they do, the cost of living is so much more attractive in the Southeast and particularly Metro Atlanta with all it has to offer. So that's part of why we're getting such phenomenal growth, both from population, but also rent growth. It's still an affordable market. So that individual might've said he was buying when it was 50,000 unit. Those rents were half of what they are today, yet we're still an affordable market even after the explosive rent growth we've seen over the last five to 10 years. Yeah, that's a very good point. Kevin, where do you see the Atlanta market in 2023 and beyond? If you had a crystal ball and you could kind of look into it, I know it's been a tremendous year for CBRE, but I'm just wondering, what are your thoughts about where the market is going? Well, without trying to be too Pollyanna and recognizing some of the challenges in the market today, Again, we're very fortunate to be in the city we are. You have a phenomenal airport, you have the Beltline, and that's paved with gold. The renter demand is incredible. I mean, two years ago, there were 60, 70 bars and restaurants along the Beltline, and that number is much higher today. So 
I think we're going to continue to see really, really solid rent growth. Demand for housing is, even in a time when you think there may be some pullback from a few of the companies, we're still seeing these lease trade-out reports well north of 15% in many cases. So whether it's suburban or infill, there's opportunity here. I think you're absolutely right. Some of the assets that we bought from you, we were actually able to push rents by 40 to 60%. And I'm sure, you know, when we sold it, I'm sure the next buyer is doing the same and pushing rents. I don't know if 60%, but a healthy margin. And so that's a very interesting and unique thing that we see in Atlanta that we don't really see in other markets. And unfortunately, we don't feel comfortable underwriting those numbers. You know, we're, we're never going to underwrite a deal to 30, 40, 50% rent increases, but we know what we can do in this market, which is pretty, you know, unique, pretty phenomenal. So Kevin, what are the strongest submarkets in Atlanta right now? You know, because of the diversity of the employment base and the population base, it really depends, Ellie, on what an investor is looking at. Are they looking at a core product where it's very stable, more of a class A community? Are they looking at value add where they can push rents even further? So Vinings particularly is very strong because you have Home Depot's headquarters there. You also have easy access to the airport. I mean, you can get to the Atlanta Hartsfield Airport within 15, 20 minutes oftentimes. You have Truist Ballpark as well. So there's a lot of demand drivers. Live, work, play is very strong in and around the Vinings area. Then you have the central perimeter. Now, notwithstanding some of the construction going on there right now, but you have Northside Hospital and St. Joe's, all the Scottish Rite, I mean, you have all the major hospitals in the city in the north central perimeter in a huge office market there. And then when you talk about the office market, right, with today's environment, you can work and live almost anywhere. So you may want to live in the northern suburbs near your near the best public schools in Metro Atlanta. So if you have young children, maybe you live in Johns Creek or Alpharetta or Roswell or East Cobb. So you don't even need to do that commute. So you can look at different areas of the city that appeal to you as an investor. I don't think that there's any one hottest area. Maybe you want to live on the Beltline. You know, that, that's the Beltline in Atlanta is a 23 mile loop, as you well know, of an old railroad track that's been paved over and now bars and restaurants line that and it's packed on sunny days. And it's very, very attractive, particularly for the millennials and the younger generation. Thank you again, Kevin. It's been a pleasure, and we're looking forward to do more deals with you. It's always good to see you. You're quite welcome. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.